Welcome back to the Everything Elam podcast, where we talk about life at our beautiful senior living community in Cheshire, Connecticut. Join us to discuss all things wellness, family, faith, lifelong learning, and stay in the know of all things Elam Park has to offer. And we are live with our second episode of the Everything Elam podcast. Uh, We're in a new location today, so bear with us. We are discovering our space. We're dealing with a little bit of an echo, uh, but I promise we will find a place that works and we'll perfect it uh, for the next few episodes. Um, So I'm here in our fitness center. I'm I'm with Heather Shandor. Uh, She is our uh, new fitness and wellness coordinator here. We're so excited to have her. Um, And Kelsey Lang, who is our business development liaison, uh, who has been here about, has it been about two years? It has. Two years. Uh, So Kelsey and I started similar timing. Uh, So we've we've been coworkers in the marketing department, which has been so much fun. Um, So I'm so happy to have these ladies joining us today. Uh, Heather, if you want to share a little bit about your background. Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. So my background is I was an athlete uh, in high school and college. And when I graduated college, I, I sort of had no idea sort of what I wanted to do. I went into marketing for a little bit, did some sales and things like that, did, went into banking for a little bit, but it just wasn't sort of capturing my passion. And a friend of mine was uh, doing some exercise classes and she thought I'd make a really good exercise instructor. And I thought, really? I I don't, I can't see me doing that. Well, you know, fast forward now 25 years later, and it's become my passion. So um, I went back to school and got my master's in exercise physiology from Syracuse University, and went on to get um, nationally credited as a strength and conditioning coach, uh, as well as a personal trainer. And I worked in the college system for a while as a working with the teams, you know, athletes and such. Um, But then I made my way over to the YMCA, and I was there for 20 years working with the YMCA, uh, which I just recently left. Because while with the YMCA, which happens to many of us in our careers, I got away from the real thing that I was passionate about. Um, People must have seen that I was an effective leader and an effective manager. So I kind of went up that rank and got to the point where I was so far away from health and fitness that I thought this, this isn't, you know, satisfying me. Um, You're not passionate about people work? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. And meetings <laughs> and managing, 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 managing people. So I started looking for a change and the job here at Elon Park popped up and I thought, you know what, that it just felt right. And then when I visited this amazing place, it felt even better. <laughs> and I just passed my one month mark, which was crazy that I've been here a month. But Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Like I said, we're so happy to have you and I've only been working with you a few weeks, but we've already had so much fun doing yeah. the videos and getting content. Uh, so we'll have a lot of new content on our website, uh, not just photos, but videos. And uh, we have a new mind body wellness feature that we're going to be doing. So definitely keep up with our website and social media. Uh, as we talked about on the last episode with Heather now on the team, we there's just so much that's going to be available online, which is awesome. So, Kelsey, do you want to share a little bit about your background? I think it's a little more boring compared to Heather. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, I have a degree in organizational communications and then did an internship in marketing for a senior services company. And then I kind of fell into admissions where I stayed for 10 years. So I actually um, 
came from Southington Care Center, which is part of Hartford Healthcare. I was the director of admissions. And I, you know, 2020 happened to all of us and I needed a little bit of a change afterwards. And I've always been very, very drawn to the more of the marketing side of things. My favorite part of being an admissions coordinator was trying to connect people that I maybe couldn't help right away with services that might and learning about different things that are offered in the state of Connecticut that I could steer them towards. So I hate saying no to people, but say they weren't the right, maybe they didn't meet criteria for admission to my place. I could direct them to somewhere that would meet their needs. So I always wanted to do more of that outreach and marketing part of things. And I became friends with some people at Elam Park. I actually had a family member that lived here. And when a position was potentially opening up, I was told to hand over my resume. So <laughs> here I am two oh, years that's later. exciting. Yeah. I didn't know that story, so I'm glad I learned it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can say this because I'm her direct coworker, but Kelsey's amazing. There is nothing she can't do. <laughs> we have a wonderful department. We all work really well together and we make a great team. We do. Uh, so with that, I, I wanted to start this new segment on the podcast uh, talking about our highs and lows. And I think typically when you have a low, you can use it to make yourself better. So I, I guess my question for both of you would be, what was your high this week and your low? And how did you use your low to be better? Would you like to go first, Kelsey? Oh, sure. Lauren got to witness my low. Um, it's actually connects to our topic today. And sometimes setting boundaries is a really good thing. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's, but it's it's always a good thing. So I got to set some boundaries today, which sometimes makes me anxious. <laughs> um, and I'd say my high was I got to um, check some things off my list. Um, I'm doing some home projects and this weekend was very productive. On the rainy day, I got to finish something inside I've been putting off for a year. And on the sunny days, I got to work on a project outside I've been waiting to do for a year. So it was a really good weekend of productivity and being outside is always good for my mental health. Very Amazing. Yes. Um, so let's see, my low, I'll start with the low. Um, I think my low would be just related to a part of my personality that I think um, it has, it, it helps in some ways, but it can be very negative in some ways in that I'm very detail oriented and I, I feel sometimes that I have to do things in certain ways or that I have to have things done uh, sort of in the way I like. And I was running late uh, at one point this week and I couldn't do that. I couldn't do it the way I wanted to do it and have it be perfect. And I found myself being irritated and I was using, and then I was externally showing that irritation. And I thought, this is, you know, I, I checked myself and I thought, you know what, this is a real good lesson in how things don't have to be perfect. And it doesn't have to be exactly the way I always have to make it um, and to be flexible. And then, which then actually opened me up to something that then happened that wouldn't have happened if that all hadn't happened, right? So it's one of those things where sometimes if you let go and just allow yourself, forgive yourself and allow yourself to um, not be perfect, amazing things can happen. So it was a low that actually turned into a high. But the other high I had was really connected back to um, the reason that I chose this job um, and chose to come here was 
I had gotten so far away from hearing about the impact that the organization is having on the individuals that we are, you know, working with or treating or helping or serving. And so I am now in a position where I'm really hearing that every day and seeing it every day, you know, right and happening in front of me. And it's, um, it just makes you feel really good when you leave at the end of the day. Um, it's really gratifying. Yeah, it really is. And really, you know, when you're the voice of the organization, which I was for many years, you're relying on others to tell you those impact stories, right? And you get, you, you get told things and you hear things, which is great. But when you're actually seeing it happen, um, it's so important. And I think that's a really good lesson for those leaders in um, our organizations and all over to make sure that they're still connecting with what they're leading because it allows it to be authentic when they're talking about what's happening, right? So it was a good, it was a really good, nice high. And I left feeling wonderful that day, so. Amazing. Mine is not that eloquent, but <laughs> um, I started exercising this Yay, week again. I had well, taken that's just as important. <laughs> I took about a two month break, and I Kelsey knows because I've kind of been waddling around the office. But I went for a four mile run last week, and then I started seeing my trainer again. Um, so that would be a high. I, it felt really good to get back into that routine. The low was that I was so sore I could barely walk. Which I witnessed. So, but I think I think those moments kind of teach you that sometimes you're proud of yourself even for feeling that. And um, my trainer said, "Oh, it's a reward for working so hard." It it did not feel like a reward, but definitely good to get back in the routine. And I think that leads us into our discussion. Uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, which I think is important to all of us. Um, not just because we work in healthcare, but because it matters in our personal lives. Um, so Heather, I know you had some thoughts on that. Maybe you could talk a little bit about. Yeah. I think when we think of wellness, uh, the first thing that always comes to mind is is that physical aspect. So I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go for a run. Or I'm going to take a class or go for a swim. Or I'm going to eat well. Right. That's those are the sort of the first two things that maybe pop into most people's heads when when they think about wellness. But I think um, mental wellness is just as important as those other aspects of wellness when we're talking about a holistic wellness. And so I love, first of all, that that there's a nice whole month where we get to focus on it. But of course, we want that to extend all year long. But I think by highlighting it in the month of May, it allows us to incorporate things into our life that can become more common, can become routine. And just like going for a walk every day or whatever your routine is for your exercise, go for a swim, go for a run, um, doing those exercises for mental health, which is what they are, becomes part of your routine as well. And you you then value it just as much as, you know, your physical. Yeah, I think... Um just in my personal life as a child, I was such an anxious child. And I look back now and just about little things, like if my family would go on a trip or if if there was a big transition coming up, I remember I had the hardest time even going on to high school and college. And I think now that I'm, I'm an adult and I have gone through actual challenges, I look back and I'm like, what did I have to be so worried about? 
But I think something that has really helped me is is mindfulness, which is something that we do practice here at Elam Park. And I think it's obviously easier said than done to live in the moment, but I think life goes by so quickly. And I think working in this environment, I've really learned to enjoy each season of life, even if it's more of a negative time in your head. I think being present and really just allowing yourself to feel those feelings, no matter what you're going through, I think actually makes you stronger in the long run. For sure. And anxiety doesn't always make sense. You look right. back at, you know, your childhood. It It's okay that it, it wasn't a, you look back and it really wasn't, I can't yeah. talk, wasn't a big deal. Because anxiety does not always make perfect sense. Yeah. Right. And it shows up in so many different ways for different people. So sometimes it's hard, you know, it's when you scrape your knee, you scrape your knee, right? But having something like anxiety can form in so many different ways that I think it, that makes it harder to pinpoint. But I think... Just like you exercise to strengthen your heart and you exercise to strengthen your muscles, you also want to exercise to strengthen your mental health. And I think that that's something that are, I've seen, um, I have a daughter who's 12, and they actually practice mindfulness and practice exercises for con helping to I was going to say control, and that's the exact wrong word because we don't want to control our anxiety, but we just want to manage it, right? Because it's something that's there. You recognize that it's there. It's something many people feel. So we don't want to dismiss it or try to make it go away. But it's how, does, how do we recognize it, allow it to happen, and then manage it? And just like you would get on the treadmill to strengthen your heart, you have exercises that you can do that strengthen your mental wellness so that you learn how when you feel those feelings or you feel the stress, you know those tools to reach for. And it's amazing that when you do get into the practice of doing it, how it can really, really help, you know, really. At Elam Park, we do monthly talks about wellness. Um, we have different physicians that come in, different groups that give talks on different subjects. And we recently had a talk about brain health. And one of the big things was exercise, not just, you know, an abstract, it'll make you feel better, but the increased blood flow to your brain has a lasting effect on your brain and the tissue and how it works. So it's not just exercise is good for your mental health. Exercise has a physical effect on every part of your body, including your brain. So it's, it's so true. And then the release of the endorphins as well. So you've yeah. got a chemical reaction happening as well as on the blood level on your, uh, as you said. So that's so true. So I think that can help another tool for managing, right? Mental wellness is, is exercise. But it is incredible uh, just some of the breathing exercises. And actually, I think we have a video that will be going up that we shot yesterday, right? Yes. Uh, that'll show a little bit of how sometimes just uh, focusing on the breath, something as simple as that. Because I think one of the things that can be challenging is when we are experiencing maybe anxiety like we talked about or another uh, mental health issue, we might not be in a situation for the acute when it's happened, the acute moment that it's happening we need to have those tools at our hand that we can reach for right away. So I think the exercise part is like the long-term help and the long-term medication. And the, the other exercises like breathing, some of the breathing exercises you can do is like, if I have a headache, I take 
I take a, an aspirin or a Tylenol, it's your quick uh, fix to allow you to deal with that in the motion. And then so the two together, uh, exercising and then learning those ex, uh, ways to manage um, acutely really then set you up for success and mental, you know, being more well. And I do want to point out that when we're talking about exercising these things, it doesn't mean you have to go join a gym or go to the class. I'm not a gym person, but I like taking long walks. I like going into my backyard. This weekend, I was digging up concrete and moving concrete. I got a core workout. (laughs) Completely. I mowed my lawn. That was my cardio. (laughs) So true. And, you know, I'm I'm in the industry of gyms. So, of course, I'm going to say gyms are great. But gyms basically are there because the majority of people now work in offices all day long and they're sitting all day long. And so you needed something to help us make sure we're keeping to moving. But I think essentially it's actually more ideal to do what you were just talking about, like real life uh, situations where multiple muscles are moving. So if I'm, did you say you were lifting a boulder? Concrete. Concrete. The previous owner of my home really liked pouring their own concrete in interesting places throughout the yard. Well, and I've been undoing that. That's so great. Well, that's, you know, there's many a circuit class which will simulate lifting something like that with something heavy in the gym, right? You're really doing it in real life, which is 19 bags of soil into my backyard. That was fun. So you're you're just basically doing a whole workout right there, which is, and that's a perfect example. I think finding the thing that you enjoy is the key. Um, or and you mentioned you were running now again. Like it's finding that thing that brings you joy because you're not going to go do something regularly and consistently if you're not really enjoying it. And that's the key to anything to do with exercise and, and wellness is the consistency of it. And so if it's walking, if it's swimming, if it's playing tennis, if it's um, meeting, you know, going for that walk. And then the motivation is then we all go out to eat for lunch afterwards, right? Whatever that is that motivates you to do it on a regular basis, I think that's also really key. So Right. And I think just knowing yourself and what works for you, like you said, totally. I think we all have something that works. And I think with social media now, it's it's hard because you look and you see what other people are doing. And sometimes that doesn't work for you. I think when it comes to mental health, it's not just anxiety. There are people that go through depression and go through grief and go through hard things that that sometimes happen in life. And I think just knowing your resources and knowing, I think sometimes the first step uh, to getting help with mental health is reaching out to somebody you trust and and communicating how you're feeling. I think think just letting yourself feel those feelings and, and honoring them in a way, I think not just trying to bury them I think there are so many resources out there in the world, especially now online and in person, there's services. And uh, Kelsey, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about uh, for our residents here who are listening, some of the services that we offer at Elam Park. So Elam Park, we don't have our own mental health staff on site, but we do have a group that comes in very regularly, um, Connecticut Mental Health Specialists. So if any residents are listening and think that they might need to be connected with services, you would see a member of our team, the ALSA team, and they can reach out to that group and they can come in and provide many, many different types of services. And it's not just all medication. It can be talk therapy. Um, It can be being visited by a professional. So 
I mean, if any residents are listening, that's available. And anyone from the outside, these, it, my favorite part, I think, of our generation is that we're trying to lift the stigma on mental health. Mm. There are so many services available. There's, it, they have made it so easy. There's telehealth, you know, and there's probably something for everyone, depending on what you need. But starting with your primary care physician or going online and looking up, you know, talk therapists in the area, it is very easy to get connected with services in this day and age. And I, yeah. And I think also it's taking that first step. So we were talking about first step. I think when you're not feeling well, when whether that's feeling um, sad or, or anxious or, or depressed or what it is, it's hard sometimes to make that first move to do something that can be the hardest one because it can feel overwhelming. It can feel overwhelming, like oh, all these things I'm going to have to do or all these changes I'm going to have to make. So I think breaking it down and just making it, this this is just the first step. That's all you got to focus on. And whether that's reaching out to someone, whether that's coming down, if you're a resident here, coming down and trying a meeting with myself or one of the team here and getting started, that's that's it, just the first step. And then sometimes then it's, okay, now I can do the second step and now I can do the third step and not think of it as the 10 whole, the steps I have to do all at once because that that can be um, overwhelming. And then I think the wonderful thing at Elon Park is, is that you have things for everyone. So just using exercises as an example, if coming down here feels overwhelming, we have the classes that you can access through the TV, and I apologize, I don't know the proper name of it. Uh, channel 1960. There we go. PTV. Thank you. I'll learn that. And, I will learn that. You know, Heather works in our wellness center, so the focus and exercise is very important, as we talked about. But even our classes through Elon Park University, yes. you know, sitting down and trying watercolor for the first time, joining a class, joining people for a lecture, even just the socialization and coming down and being a part of something, it all works towards better mental health. It really does. I think even yesterday, too, I mean, we were filming your video, which will, like I said, will be available on our website. But it was just a moment to stop. And I was looking out at the river and I was looking at, I mean, just the simple things, the wind blowing and the birds flying. And I think just taking that moment to pause in your day, no matter what you have going on, even that five, 10 minute point, it can make such a big difference in your level of peace. <laughs> it's so true. And I think that those simple things, sometimes we overlook or think, I'm so busy, I, I, oh, I don't have time to go for a walk for five minutes. I don't have time to do that. But once you do it, it is amazing the way that can just have an impact on you, you know? Totally. So this is probably not the most helpful for anyone who's trying to save money. Um, but after work, if I'm not up for doing something outdoors or maybe the weather's not great, I always joke about home goods being my mm -hmm. mental health walk. I just, you know, maybe I set the goal to not buy a single thing and I just spend an hour walking aisle and aisle through home goods and it makes me feel so much better. It does. I have a challenge that my daughter and I do with home goods where we say, okay, we have $15. Who can find the best thing, the best bargain, the best deal, right? And then we, we go our separate ways and then we come back and she does usually win because she finds <laughs> the most amazing deals there. But yeah, and that's so true. It's finding whatever it is it that brings you, you joy. Yeah. yeah, brings a little joy and helps you relax for sure. Mine, unfortunately, is 
can sometimes be sitting on the couch watching Netflix, but <laughs> once in a while, that's okay. <laughs> Downtime. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, that was so much fun having both of you. We have so many exciting episodes coming up. Um, like I said, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. This episode may be coming out in June, but I think we can always practice good mental health no matter the time. Um, so we are we will definitely be back with Heather and Kelsey in another episode, I'm sure. But thank you both so much for your time. And we'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank, thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you.